listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello! We are here with Animal Party, and I have an amazing guest for you today. Before we welcome Vladislav Reutepel onto the show, I want to just tell you a little bit, catch you up on the news just a little bit, and let you follow up on something I told you about earlier, and let you know about the big decision that's just come down in Canadian law. Now, you probably remember there were a hundred husky sled dogs killed right after the Olympics by a tourist company called Outdoor Adventures, and Outdoor Adventures is still in business, but they were caught and they're being punished and it's all before the courts and in the meantime commission was started and they made some recommendations and already the premier of the province said she was going to adopt them all so the recommendations it's coming fast the recommendations are that there be an overseeing body that there be new mandatory sentences for cruelty when cruelty of this kind is found where there's always or where there can be up to two years sentence and when there's always a fine of about $25,000 so everything just got harder for people who want to be cruel to animals in our province and we're hoping the rest of Canada will adopt these regulations and make it harder for people who are cruel to animals. But it's a little bit of good news. It's a little bit of good news, and the industry, it looks like, will probably be getting cleaned up a lot. And that means the people who are in it who are good are going to be happy about this, too, because we all want it to be a kind and just place for working dogs. So I just wanted to give you the update on that. And now we're going to welcome to our show the Russian dog wizard, Vlade Reutepel. And he's been doing this. He's been winning at obedience since he was 12. He's an adult now, and he's worked for the Russian Guard, the Red Army, the KGB. He's been to the circus and back, that's for sure. He's a bit unusual. He actually wears white shoes when he trains dogs, so we'll find out about that. And we're going to have Vladislav Rotepel onto the show. Welcome to the party, Vladi. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for a nice introduction. Have you been politician before? No, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I'm a little bit too controversial, I think. Yeah, I but think so. But you know what? Recently, the Green Party here in Canada got shut out of a debate. Right, And of all the parties, I mean, regardless of where your politics lie, they're kind of on the side of nature and the animals, you know, so they kind of merit a, a mention on this show. They just got shut out of the national debate. All the other parties are allowed to come. They're not allowed to come. The second time it's happened makes me really mad. It makes me almost want to get into politics, but I don't think so, Vladdy. I think I'm better at pet radio. So it's, the Red a- Army, the KGB, that sounds scary. Oh no, it sounds, uh, what, what about FBI, CIA, it sounds scary? No, it's the yes, same thing. Yes, Most no, it sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> Most intelligent people came from the intelligence services. I was not part of KGB, but I trained dogs for them to spy, you know, on the Russian civilians or on different countries. And, uh, you know, this was very high-tech way of the dog training after such experience dealing in America with all those, you know, stupid Labrador retrievers who are eating the underwear or <laughs> landscaping stones or jumping on the people or German shoppers wants to bite and uh, I can go on and on and it's for me, it's like you're asking brain surgeon to put the shot in the dog's butt. It's very simple. Just for everyone uh, letting know, I also certified animal behaviorist. I graduated a private school of Aventa in the Soviet Union and state of Maldives. Moldova, spend many years there. So it's not just the training, it's also behavior. And in one hand, I am combining those two. Well, what you said, a lot of lot of things there. Stupid Labrador retrievers. First of all, I got to defend the Labrador retrievers. They're the top uh, Canadian export, as far as I can see. They are from the the area of Canada called Labrador and they were used to jump into the water and pull out buoys and pull out the nets so they were really part of the fishing and the, yeah. and the whole you know the whole um, running and feeding and working of, of the people so they were really really <laughs> important dogs they're not dummies yeah. they're very trainable and the reason they're so kind of chunky looking is because they need that fat to swim in the cold water they got a great coat for water they got web feet they're really easy going I like to to call them the beginner dogs, dogs that a person should start with. What do you think? 
uh, let me tell you, among the trainers here in the United States, we call them stupid. And not just because they're stupid. <laughs> no. and, and not just because they're stupid. Let me tell oh, you. Come this. on. Have you never met a pug or an Afghan? They're not. Oh, yeah. Labradors are geniuses by comparison. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about <laughs> labs. And for everyone who is listening to me right now, Labrador, I'm not racist or breedist or colorist. Okay. But the color of the lab is really affecting their personality. So you know and I know we have a chocolate lab. We have a well, that's high lab. energy. The chocolate and one is spinny. Chocolate lab is, is dumb and has allergy problems yeah. all the time. Yeah, a little bit trouble with skin, that's true, and, yeah. and diet, yeah. Now, black lab would be hyperactive. Somebody calls me and just say, hey, my dog has just ate, uh, you know, underwear or sock or stolen, uh, you know, and shredded like uh, um, some type of the, you know, any items, household items. I know it's a black lab. They are very hyperactive, but very kind of, uh, it's a working dogs. But unfortunately, if somebody calls us and tell me that, uh, you know, have aggressive issues and they mention you have a lab, I know it is the yellow lab. So if, if somebody who is listening to us uh, having the yellow lab, you know, they got to be trained them well and things like that. But when I said about uh, Labradors are stupid, um, it's not <laughs> just that stupid because they're very uh, physically insensitive and very friendly. That's a Democrat dogs. Everyone can stop by, give the cookie and just say, hey, come on, let's go lab and lab will go. Mm-hmm. I try to do it to my German shopper. It's not going to happen. And second of all, I remember just a few days ago, I trained one lab, and he that lab tried to jump into my van with a closed door. <laughs> it was in. And my shopper look at that and say, oh, a German shopper would never do that. What you're doing? That lab jump in the door, bounce no, back into no, okay, the <laughs> I thought is the, there is the greatest. I think it's open. <laughs> But, you know, there's other aspects to the personality differences. Like a German Shepherd is more of a worrier. He's a lot more careful in a lot of ways. A lab is kind of happy-go-lucky. So in a lot of ways, a lab can be a nice dog for people to have, even though you think they're stupid. <laughs> I've got to point out they use them to, to work with blind people, and you can't be stupid for that. No, no, no. Again, again, we don't call it. I mean, when I say the stupid, it means I know Canadian people are very sensitive a little oh, bit. Oh, are they, we now? They do, they do. Americans <laughs> are more like straightforward, especially from Midwest. When I say again, it's stupid, because the Labrador, how, how to put it in the different terms? Let's say you can send Labrador Retriever in the freezing water, you know, the, like a, I would say in the Celsius, like a zero minus two five out, outdoors. That, yeah, like 30 degrees degrees Fahrenheit, real cold exactly. water. Yeah, exactly. And jump into the water and grab something and bring it back and shake it off and hang around the boat, like you said, it's 30 degrees around and that lab will think that stuff is fun. I mean, I remember oh, yeah. that. Uh, that oh, yeah, bliss, bliss, joy, happiness. Yeah, you, you will send, a, let's say, standard poodle, which I love that breed. You're gonna, it's also water retriever. And you send him to do the same task, that dog will perish. That dog will die from this type of activity. Labrador, <laughs> let's do it again. <laughs> Who cares? You know, that's you know? But the standard poodle is a cold water retriever. He just needs to do a lot more and think a lot more. So he would be doing things like finding the prey, locating it and and flushing it out and then getting it once you've shot it from far away. I mean, he'd, he'd just be doing a lot more. Uh, they like a busy, busy brain. I love standard poodles. I would have, I would, I would myself have standard poodle if I could, but here in Southern California where I'm in Los Angeles area, if the man is owning poodle, people think about him, I don't know if can I say it or not, they think, they think he's the gay. And I'm nothing against it, but, but you know, that's kind of goes against the Russian nature. So I, I just... It's kind of funny because they're so huge. One of mine, my stud Vegas, is huge. He's, he's a, bigger than a Ridgeback. You know, really a large, large dog. I don't know why that's not considered macho. It's all in the haircut. You just couldn't, you know, paint him purple and put there is a there is a better alternative than the standard poodle. Would be a Portuguese water dog, amazing dog like Barack Obama had. Yeah, uh, has, has. I like I just, them. 
Yeah, I train them a lot for Russian military. Uh, you know, uh, that's amazing dogs, divers. I love them so much. There would be, if somebody wants to get the dog, like uh, something like a German shopper, but not really German shopper, because, you know, in a lot of times, German shoppers can be bad dogs, but they don't have a, but they want to still have a smart dog, like a loyal dog, a one man, one woman dog, but they don't want to get the poodle. Portuguese water dog is the great choice. Okay, well, we're going to be back after the break, and I'm going to ask you about those white shoes and a couple more things. I want to know about David Letterman later at this party, because I know you've met him, and I've been watching his stupid pet tricks and other things for years, and I would love to meet him. I know I know how to have a great time going on his show, so I want to ask you how that went. So we're going to go to the break, and we'll be back right after, back to the party, with Vlade Reutepel, the Russian dog wizard. Come back to the animal party. Because the best is yet to come. Stick around. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, with healthy pets go. Enter the code PARTY10, P-A-R-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com and enter the code AFAP10KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFAP15KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code LUCKYS20 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word L-U-C-K-Y-S and the number 20. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. You're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go! Hello! We're back at the party with Vladislav Reutetel. And he used to be from Russia, but he's from America now. He's from Southern California, SoCal Dog Training, where he gets to... Well, I guess he gets to train dogs for, for some of the celebrities. And in fact, at one point, he went up to New York City... And I've seen a clip on your website, Vlad, of you with David Letterman. You did things with David Letterman I would never dare do. I would <laughs> never make him be a dog. Oh, my goodness. What a good clip yeah. that is. So tell us about it. What was it like to be on Letterman? Oh, it was a, such an exciting experience. Can you imagine, Debbie, you're working with the clients, and I know you're working 
as hard as I do with like private clients. And it was about eight eight thirty in the evening, and somebody was insistently, somebody insistently were calling on my cellular phone, and I was having you know done some aggressive dog, did some exorcism on that dog, and I just you know who is calling there? Well, the dog was down, and I just with my right hand, I just pulled that phone and just say, oh, from New York. So I say, who is this? <laughs> you know, like, who is bothering Russian dog wizard in such yeah. a time? Who dares know? to disturb me now while I yeah. work my magic? Exactly, exactly. You know how Russians talk to Americans, you know? Who, who, who is calling me right now? And uh, there was, okay, this is, uh, you know, from uh, David Letterman's show. Would you like to be, be the guest? I kind of was speechless for a while. And after that, I gathered all my thoughts together. And I said, well, of course I do. Well, if you want to, you need to be here uh, basically tomorrow morning. It's you always know? like that, isn't it? When you get a big opportunity, it's like, okay, 4 a.m. at this airline counter. And you're just like, oh, how do I make that work? It's oh, so those, hard. Exactly. But those guys are amazing. They organized everything. They momentarily put one person in charge. It was, it's, you know, it, it was here 8 o'clock in, in, in um, you know, in Los Angeles area. But can you imagine? It was about probably 10, 11 o'clock, uh, 12 o'clock in yeah, the east. Yeah, they're good. Did and, they get you the dog? Did they book the dog, bring the dog, all that? You didn't have to? No, no, I don't need to bring the dog, oh, but I, I dog. and I but I put all my training tools and everything, and I didn't sleep almost whole night. And in the morning, I was there, and boy, it was a tremendous experience. Like uh, Cadillac was like people were meeting you; they put you in the car, you know, open the door, put you in the luxury hotel. When I had chance to sleep at least one two hours. And after that, they brought me for rehearsal, and I told them, "Listen, I'm I'm not a good of rehearsal. I do the great shows, but it's not my. I don't like okay. to." Okay, right there, we're different. I would never tell them anything. They tell me to stand on that X, I'll stand on that X. They tell me to say my lines today, I'll say my lines. Oh, I like. I'm that. obedient when I'm in the studio. I do what I'm told. I like obedient girls. That's for sure. <laughs> well, only in the studio and only for the director. But okay, so okay. so you actually asserted yourself, and they still had you on. I'm surprised they didn't. Uh, they didn't just go with someone else. I've heard some some stories about about behind the scenes at Letterman and also at Oprah, where you do what you're told or you're out of there. So it sounds like it sounds like they really wanted you. So yeah, then, they wanted me. Yeah, I, I also yeah. some Russian souvenirs, gifts, some you know, and they they just they love okay. me and uh, you know they love the direction I, I analyzed the situation. I, I they said ask me what you can show pretty quick. I mean, what type of the tricks? And they said, yes, I need to do this, this, and that. And they said, what type of the dog you need? I said, stupid lab would be fine. <laughs> stupid lab. Oh, my gosh. And they so got- was, was David Letterman, he seems like he's a real dog lover. Is he a dog lover? I think so, yeah. I think he's the dog lover, and I appreciate the time. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, he kind of was rude to you at the end because you did this and this. I don't really think so because, you know, I took so much time, which he gave me so much time. And, of course, you know me. Even you sometimes have a got to cut you off sometimes. (laughs) I know. You can keep going forever. Exactly. So, you know, uh, but I really took him by surprise when I say, now, David, let me show you how I train my American clients. You'll be pretend dog and your name will be Max and you'll be Labrador Retriever. He said, I, I wish couldn't that- believe it. I couldn't believe that you got David Letterman to pretend to be a dog and walk on a leash with you. I was, that is just not how I would have done it. I, I would have had a great time on Letterman and I know he would have had a good time too, but I wouldn't have dared do that. And uh, from that time, when I put the leash around his wrist, it's something like, I mean, I had such a great inspiration. You know how it's happening, like, you know, you just, yeah, yeah, just up, and I kind of really, I think, took over that stuff. But before, I was a little bit shaky, of course, and I was nervous. But once I got to the training part, that became very easy. And that dog, Chocolate Lab, uh, I tell you, mm-hmm. I... Worked a little bit behind the scenes a little bit. So when I say, uh, are you want to jump on me? He might tell the jump. Yeah, on he the- jumped all over you. I saw that. He was up for it. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's what I love the labs as far as show the tricks because they are great performers. You can train them one way or another way. By the way, Labrador Retriever was one of the producers who after that, I gave him great training sessions and uh, he loved the result. We're still in, in contact with him. So, okay. 
In one of your interviews, I heard you say on air that you can train an old dog new tricks. And I believe that too. You were talking to a caller about a five-year-old dog who had been a puppy mill survivor and it was messing in its crate and it kept doing these habitual things. And you were saying, look, you can, you can still train it. Okay, so you can train an old dog a new trick. Can we teach an old dog trainer new tricks, do you think? Uh, are you are you pointing to me or? I, I'm just wondering. You know, you know we what? keep doing these shows together, and over time, I'm wondering if someday I will be able to teach you to like cats. Do you think that's possible? No, it will not possible. <laughs> not possible. Because it's very interesting what you said to me just yesterday. I had one training in the pet store, and my my who I trained that day. Oh, very nice. Four months uh, Doberman. You know, four months Doberman was performing magic in the pet store in American School of Public Education, dog training public education. Four months, uh, you know, puppy should just walk around all those stupid, uh, in those stupid classes in the circles. That's all. My, my Doberman did magics. So anyway, we were staying this way and one lady were buying some bag of the food and I was, uh, you know, was asking her, you know, um, some question and she was very rude to me and she told me, I don't like the dogs at all. When I looked what the, what the food she's buying, she was buying cat food. I said, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't like the, you know, dogs because you're kind of cat person. Of course, I added after that, well, what I believe the cat, the only good thing about a cat, it's a good exerciser for the dogs. So we like each other in the same way. Oh, yes. You're getting along so well. That's the <laughs> only good thing a cat is for. Not to keep our, uh, our grain safe. Not to get rid of mice and rodents. No, no, not that. Just to exercise the dogs. Oh, boy, Vladdy. Well, what else the cats and needs are? Just, cu- just probably catch the mouse and rats. <laughs> you know, if Comfort, would- caring. Downtown Detroit, I think that's a great, great asset to have those pets. But I live in the prestigious and luxury Newport Beach in California, so in the nice condo. So I have my German Shepherd, Mika. Mika, come on, baby. Good girl. So, so she, we don't need the cat. And as a matter of fact, every time when I come to my client's home, my Mika first thing is asking me, do we have a cat here? You know, because I didn't have a lunch or something. So, so that's how we like them. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, we'll have to talk further on that for sure. But for today, we're interviewing you about the things you like to talk about. And I know cats aren't, aren't on the man today. My- what about my white, uh, what do you said, about my white uh, underwear? Or, um, excuse me. White no, your white shoes. Now, okay, <laughs> I heard you talking about how you have your trademark white shoes to train dogs. And I couldn't help but look out the window when you said that at my farm here in the rainforest with mud. All the, it, There's no way you could wear white shoes here. It says more about your climate. But still, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing to go train dogs in white shoes. That's really confident. It is, it is, and uh, you know, and I did it even in uh, Midwest, in um, Michigan, which is weather is not as different as you just described. So this is kind of my trademark. I why I use the white shoes basically to letting the people know it's kind of message to them. Dog training is not difficult. Dog training, it's not about dog training people. It's about your training. Your dogs misbehave because you don't know how to behave. You speak to your dogs in English, but the only language you dogs speak is doglish. And let me Well, give- you know, one thing I want to say is even in this interview, uh, you've been talking and everybody can hear that you're kind of a macho guy. And yet on air, you talk baby talk. You raise your voice really, really high. You went, Miko, Miko, come, good girl. This. And- and so maybe you can explain to people why, even if you're a macho guy, if you want a dog to listen to you, you got to change your tone. You got to sound happy and you got to sound different. You got to have two different ways you sound. So maybe you can spell that out for people. Exactly. And I'm glad you said about macho boy. Yes, I'm kind of, you know, um, <laughs> not, not the fragile guy, but I don't want your listeners, listeners' heads uh, under impression. So anything what I would do involved any roughness or anything like that. I would never be celebrity, never be where I am. If you put my name on the internet, thousands, thousands, things are coming and nothing negative. So 
what I do, my trademark is doglish, like you said. That doglish, which is dog language, consists of uh, sounds, different sounds, and body language movements. Let me give to your listeners pretty quickly some type of the samples. For instance, uh, instead of saying, good boy, good girl, when the dog did something good or bad, like some guys do it because, you know, like guys hate to sound like a girl and things like that. You know, unfortunately, North American culture, it's, uh, you know, for some reason, even associate yourself like you are as if being lady is the bad things back in europe woman russian russian lady she's proud to be the woman she's proud to be the girl so i see it's a little bit some texture here for some reason but a different topic but but you gotta praise your dog in the high pitch like a doggy mother oh when she wants to be high pitch and loving you have to say good girl good Boy, and that's the dog's is hearing that high pitch. You speak in English, the dog understands the sounds in doglish. And as I say like this, my dog is uh, my dog's uh, tail is wa- wagging right now. By opposite, don't t- tell your dog no, 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 no. I believe in North America, uh, millions of dogs believe the word no is their nickname because people use that word so many times without any consequences. It's no matter what you say, people. It's what you've done. you got to put the teeth in your word. And if you win three, four consecutive battles, you will win the war. But putting the consequences, I don't mean you have to beat up your dog or do something abusive, but a lot of things what I'm teaching as you, for instance, using your hand as the doggy mama using canine, like almost like a claw, like a teeth, and sharply touch the certain points of the body to show displays as you move forward. By the way, moving forward, it's just assertiveness. When you invade the dog's personal space, if the dog jumps on you, why don't you scream the word of disapproval more like, ah, the dog is associating, ah, Clap your hands and move forward and freeze. One, two, three. Ah, boom. And freeze. Why freezing there, brah? Freezing means if you don't stop, I will bite you. Right. John, the line in the sand, the way a dog would. Yeah. A, and that's okay, what it is. This is where I stop. Don't pass here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and if it's if it's continue on, I definitely apply law of escalation. We can use one of my uh, wonderful device by name, Pet Convincer. People can uh, Google it, Pet Convincer. It's emit a spray of air and sound. So if they, mm-hmm. that Labrador retriever like to jump on kids or on you, and you want to do something humane, and you clap, and you did, and nothing works, you just squall that air. The water is bad. The water will. Labradors, a lot of dogs love the water. It does not give them anything, but this is really works. You just one convincing air blast, bad behaviors in the past. You dog may be not bad. You just need that. Okay, well, we're going to have to go to break. We'll come back and I'll be asking Laddie a little bit about, oh, I know he said in the past that in America, we are too soft. We want to be our dog's friends, not their bosses. And he's told me he doesn't think people should sleep with their dogs. So I want to talk about that when we come back. But just before we go to the break, I just want to say, you've all heard me before. You know that I don't recommend what he just said. So you know that if your dog's jumping on you, I've got methods. You can teach him how to stay off. And Vladdy knows these work. He just thinks his work better and faster. But I've got methods that will help you teach your dog to stay off real quick, real easy, and you won't have to do those things that you don't feel comfortable with. You'll be able to do it with guiding him to do it right and praising him and rewarding him and touching him. And when he doesn't do it right, so if it's jumping, he'll be on a leash and he'll be made to greet kids or whoever he's jumping on. And every time he sits, he'll get a treat or he'll get petted and he'll get told how good he is. And every time he doesn't sit, he'll get completely ignored. And it won't take long at all, just minutes to train him to sit for children. So we'll be back after the break with Vladislav Roytapel, and he'll be telling you more about his take on dog training, but also why he thinks we shouldn't sleep with our dogs and why he thinks Americans don't want to be the boss and why that's a problem. So stay tuned. Come back to the party, everybody. Party with your animals here at Animal Party. Don't leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash party, P-A-R-T-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience... Feels like home. For her. Enter the code PARTY10, P-A-R-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business practice or service is the best most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. You're, you're, you're inside the VIP room with the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. We're back at Animal Party with Vladislav Wojtapel, who's our guest today. He's the Russian dog wizard. And as you can probably tell already, he's from the opposite side of the dog park. I'm on that gentle, loving, praise, praise, praise side. And he's on the side that is also into praise and guidance, but they're not afraid to use deterrence and punishments uh, for bad behavior. So we're, we're a little, I'm on the timeout and control side, and he's more on the, on the deterrence side. So we do differ there, although there's plenty room to meet in the middle and both of us could train any dog anytime anywhere don't you worry about that so so we'll just keep going today with our topics and I do want to ask you Vladislav I know you've told me before you think that Americans and I think you mean Canadians too spoil their dogs and maybe we try to be their friend not their boss is is that true or am I misquoting you there it is and I was telling you off the air uh, also if I slept with you in your bed baby I would not listen to you either it's like a dog you know no see that's yeah. not right that's not right you don't know the ma- no 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 my husband would tell you if, you if I slept with you you've been sleeping with the wrong woman if I slept with you you would be forever under my control after that we don't have to talk uh-huh. about that this is a pet show and I'm blushing which doesn't normally happen on the air so let's you intrigued me really well, but let me tell to you, listeners. Number one, um, I am the balance trainer, like like you said. I believe in uh, praise, and, but I also believe in the discipline. And I believe English words has yes and no, and the no will never be no if you will not distinctively show. The no is the no. Dogs are physical. The way of the canine communication, the form of jumping, nudging, touching, humping, biting, this is a norm- normal part of canine communication. We humans can have all means to duplicate that natural way of canine communication by mimicking it, by imitating it. Any way of uh, of punishment and correction which is based on doggy mother way of correcting its own child, that will work 
positively. Every correction in their way of, uh, you know, yanking, holding the leash, a choke, I know what trainers do nowadays, uh, that would, based on the human type of the punishment, hitting with newspaper, uh, that type of the, based on the human uh, type of the punishment will create a negative effect. Uh, like I said, you in English has the words yes and no, we have a words da and net in Russian. And the doggy mother I would like to everyone to listen to me because the truth is always easy identifiable because it makes sense. Doggy mother has a two expressions to reinforce her rules. She has the tongue to lick. She has the teeth to bite. Doggy mother is not North American mother. She does not repeat the things. She growls one time, she snaps, she licks, and it's forgiven and forgotten. It's not like a woman who just never forget what she forgive. And nobody goes to the jail because Kenyan culture do not have... I don't know about that. You know, I, I breed dogs, and before I ever bred dogs, I used to take care of breeding kennels when people would go away. So I've had exposure to an awful lot of different breeds. Wheatons, Jack Russells, Dobermans, Shelties, Golden Retrievers... Golden Doodle, Standard Poodles, which is what I breed, but all different kinds of dogs, even German Shepherds once. And um, I see very different mothering techniques. A Golden Retriever mama most of the time is like a hippie mama. She's very easygoing. I don't see this kind of correction from her. And her puppies are all over the place. Whereas a standard poodle mama is like a military mom. But you also don't see physical corrections much from her because she's on it so fast, so quick, so intense, so growly, so fast that it never even gets to that. So, I mean, there's different models. But I do understand what you mean about how physical they are. And dogs so respond to touch. So do cats, by the way, Vladdy. And you know what? Cats can learn come sit. Stay heel, shake paw. Cats can do agility. Now, I've, I got to see you Google that one. Look at a cat doing an agility course. And you can't tell me that a dog the same size could do the course as well. You just can't. And the cats aren't, aren't forced to do this, Vladdy. They're not starving or anything. But, <laughs> but keep in your mind the famous uh, Russian uh, trainer, and he's the um, having circle, Kuklachov. He's the world famous uh, uh, cat trainer. So, yes, cats can be trained. I am just... My soul, my heart, is, I, I, I don't, it's not just there. I'm not the spokesperson for the cats. But let's get, get back to okay, that. Okay, do you think you were a werewolf in another life? Is that what I'm getting here? You yeah, think you're I like think half I, dog, I, half man? Yeah, I think I was dog in the past life. And you should see how I'm acting with the dog. I really communicate with them. Well, my grandfather was the Soviet uh, biologist and zoologist. And he was conducting Pavlov type of the behavioral research with the farm animals. And when I was a child, I was working with his coyotes, puppies, wolves, puppies, fox puppies, and even chickens. And when we go back to the question about sleeping in the bed, I even saw in the chicken house, chickens were always go to the bed always located, uh, you know, the chickens in chicken house, they go mm -hmm. like, you know, it's the hierarchy. So they always goes to the searching spot. And if one of the chicken disobeying and take somebody's spot, another chicken goes and momentarily disciplining it. And the rooster was on the top. So uh, any promotion in the vertical direction from the dog's perspectives, it is uh, giving more social, uh, social privileges. Dogs are very sensible to that. So when you allow the dog put its scent over your scent on the couch or the furniture and you're raising it uh, vertically up, the dogs think you're giving them more privileges and more spaces. Now, all behavior problems in dogs basically refle reflecting few things. And one of them is the lack of the structures and lack of discipline in the dog's life. And of course, not meeting their major needs, which is physical, social, and mental. But in, but but uh, giving them... Yeah, a lot of people miss the exercise. They think they have a, a defective dog when really the dog is perfectly what it should be and they just don't run it enough. That's a lot of the time it what is, I see. It is, Deborah. But, but I also would like to mention, I, I, because you are not doing reinforced obedience training, so you cannot fully understand the concept what a reinforced obedience training means. It means to teach your dog to do something in the time when he would rather not. We can train every dog come to you uh, when you have a piece of the cookie. Oh, of course. No, no, no. I don't use food lures all the time. Yeah. Not at all. But, but I, I do understand what you're saying. The whole trick to this, I mean, every dog will come when they're 
there's nothing better to do. The yeah. trick is to get him to come when there is something better to do exactly. that he'd rather do, and then get him to come. Get and him to come at the dog park out of water when he's a golden retriever. Now, that's a trick. But I get where you're coming from there. But why do you think – I mean, if someone has – I totally agree with you in so many ways. If I had a customer who had, for example, you named Dobermans, and I see them as a real, real good example of the type of dog who's kind of looking to take on authority every single day. Every day it wakes up and says, am I the king today? And it looks at its owner and it decides, am I the king today? You know, okay, that kind of dog, you don't want him on the bed. But what if you have an eight-year-old, totally well-behaved, sweet, well-adjusted pug? Can you not yeah. have your pug on the bed? He I'm doesn't glad. want to be the leader. He doesn't care. He goes yeah. to the bathroom where he's supposed to. He I'm likes glad. everybody he's ever met. Is there a difference for you? I got, I got. Uh, I, I'm glad you brought that point because from the behavioral point of view, nothing wrong about taking those dogs in the bed. As a matter of fact, it's really nothing wrong about this because I just meant pets who have some behavioral problems. Because oh, you, okay. Yeah, but from the health point of view, we Europeans, not too much about uh, allowing their dogs jump in your beds because it's a uh, infection tra- transmitting diseases and uh, your dogs, people going to pee and poop and after bringing all those worms on their paws, you know, I'm not type of the guy who is like paranoid of the things, but just have a common sense, you know, and after that, you know, your kids are playing and after that they jump in the kid's bed and in your bed and, you know, it's a transmittable and a lot of diseases nowadays, including cancer, a lot of researchers with a great concern talking about a worm uh, based infection who are killing our immune system. So just be careful. I mean, nothing wrong about treating your dog as the human, but before that, you got to treat him as the dog. Well, I have a few things to say about the sleeping with your pets, because I love sleeping with my pets. I sleep with cats. I used to sleep with dogs and cats, but my husband kind of said it has to be one or the other, <laughs> and he, he puts, he'd really rather it be neither, but the cats come back, So, um, but he's outnumbered. He has no choice, but the research that came out recently that really hit the press about how dangerous it is to sleep with pets, I read it closely and I went through all the corollary articles and found that basically what they were saying was worms and parasites were the main things, fleas, worms, and all kinds of parasites. So if you were treating your animals for those things preventatively, this wouldn't be an issue. The other thing was if the animals were allowed to lick open wounds, and that's when people would die. That's when there were really, really serious consequences. And, and of course, you would not do that. If you had open wounds, you would cover them, bandage them. You'd not let your pets in the bed with you if you had open wounds. But, um, but the article also admitted that the people who are most likely to sleep with their pets are women. And we all know women outlive men, so I don't know. Just say something. That's a kind of funny because most of my clients, Deborah, are ladies because behavior problems never problems for their husbands because their husbands never home. So on the second, yeah. yeah, the second third session, they kind of confessing me. It's a very sad, but they are telling me, Vladi, you know, the only one reason we've got those pets and most, I mean, dogs, of course, because I'm dog trainer. To overcompensate, to compensate lack of affection and love from our boyfriends and husbands. Can you imagine? And, and, yeah, that's very sad. And that's why that's why they're taking their pets in the bed and things like that. So I agree with you. Preventive measure is a great, but just uh, again, Europeans believe even with all those preventive measures, you on the certain stages of developing of those worms and in other bugs, you really cannot kill all of them and you cannot detect them. You know, even your dog is worm free from you, which you think, but it still can be transmittable. It's really affecting the immune system. Uh, my grandmother always telling me if you touch the dog wash your hands that's you know and it's oh not so sensible you know that's just sensible um i was uh researching for an interview i'm doing next week with stanley corin dr stan corin and i've had him on this show before so if people are interested you can look up the pet life radio archives and hear the show i did with him on intelligence of dogs and we actually won best pet radio in america for that show for best pet podcast but I'm having him on the air so I was reading the book Why We Love the Dogs We Do and I stumbled across some Russian facts laddie I gotta tell you I highlighted them because I knew I was coming on the air with you did you know I know you keep saying it's an American thing it's not a European thing did you know that Peter the Tsar of Russia slept with his Italian greyhound in his bed I don't want to hear that (laughs) (laughs) not only that 
but um, <laughs> the Prussian leader at the same time did the same thing with a similar dog. You know, the cats a little bit more different because <laughs> I would the cats are more. I cannot say much, much cleaner, but I think they're more clean. What do you think, by the way? You know, it seems to me they're taking they're care of... cleaner than dogs? Well, both yeah. are likely to have these things. Worms and fleas, the two main things they're talking about, or licking your open wounds. Dogs and cats are equally likely to do those things for you and give those things to you. But I think if you do the preventative measures, you're not going to have any problems with either of them. Are cats cleaner than dogs? Yeah, I think so. But the litter box is yeah. a problem. It gets on their feet. It can be with them. So it depends yeah. on how you're managing that. But if you clean it well on time, it probably will be less problem with dogs. I mean, as far as uh, catching those, uh, you know, those uh, poops with their, you know, stepping on it and things like this. Because you're in charge, in control, which with dogs, you have no control. Cats spend hours every day cleaning themselves. They're, <laughs> they're extremely clean. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. You know, uh, I would like to ask you now, you know, like a late show with David Letterman, I would like to take a charge and ask, ask you a question. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, what do you believe is the three most important thing to raise the best dog? I mean, what is the three more to the perfect dog? What is the three secrets? Three secrets to raise? I'm not really sure where you're, what you're getting at. From a puppy? When it's a baby? When you first get it? Like, I'm not yep. I don't know yep. yep. mm-hmm. To get your puppy home, what's most important? I guess, um, well, like, first that its physical needs are met, you know, for exercise, food, and that is com- shelter. I mean, it's hard to put three, but physical needs, all that in there, including exercise. And then uh, clear yeah. rules okay. and uh, lots of attention, rewards, and praise when it's good. Okay. And confinement and redirection when it's not. And then and you let, have a good dog. And let me put in the <laughs> terms for your listeners, three secrets of the Russian dog wizard to the, okay. perf- to the perfect dog. Secret okay. number one. Proper genetics or proper personalities. As oh, okay. n- not everyone is created equally. Like, uh, you know, in North American culture, would like to tell you, in Russia, we say, you know, even among beautiful uh, parents, you can meet ugly child, but in reality, beautiful parents bring their beautiful kids. So get the puppy or, or from the uh, if you're getting from the breeder or from the shelters, it doesn't matter. But want to make sure you want to make sure the dog has a nice personality, friendly, mm-hmm. not sketchy, not aggressive. Wants to like a Labrador Retriever, love everyone, thinks everyone is a good guy. That's gonna be your first bet. Number two, so proper genetics or proper personality is the number one secret. Number two, proper nutrition. If you're giving to your dog or to your kids junk food. They cannot think clearly. They cannot be right. developed properly. So they will be hyper, like giving kids pop all the time to drink, like a soda can, soda. They're going to be very hyper, cannot think uh, clearly. Uh, so proper nutrition. We are promoting, I know you like it too, uh, no grain diet. Uh, we're not talking about raw diet. Of course, it's a great thing. Uh, dehydrated raw food, but the, the, but the real enemy is the grain. I like to give my dog high fat, High protein, low carb, low no grain diet. And number three is because every time when you put the grain or grains in the dog's diet, you produce inflammation. Inflammation is the initial source of all diseases, including joint problems. Number no, th- well, just while we're on that, cats are even more uh, they they are more carnivorous. They don't need grain at all, almost none. So really, all the grain that's in the cat food is completely unnecessary. They just really don't need it. And cats never have high cholesterol. Cats can digest a lot of the things that we wish we could, but we can't. So, I agree. Okay. So I number agree. three. And number three, proper education, people. That is so important. Give your dog education your dog deserves. And remember, your dog will behave only as well as the trainer you will choose. Don't go to the trainer or to the classes because they are cheap and you're thinking it's like shopping for the furniture. No. In my practice, I had clients who been there and there, here and there, and spend hungry bucks there, hungry bucks there, and eventually they came to me. I look at that dog. You know, I was thinking that dog never been even trained. So, you know, get the qualified trainer, get the references, see the results, um, you know, see the credentials, see the 
education and uh, give your dog proper education. Don't try to do it yourself because it's not something which you can do yourself. Uh, if you want to do professionally, if you want your dog turns into the loving member of the family, which you can enjoy him every time, everywhere you take him with you, this is the way to go. Your listeners also can visit my website, which is SoCalDogTraining.com, SoCal, S-O-C-O-L, DogTraining.com, and, uh, or, or just, just Google Russian Dog Wizard, you know, on internet, and um, order my dog training DVDs from my office that you need to call Obedience for Life, which I revealed all my secrets, how to train your dog quickly and easily and humanely and train them professionally in your own home, in your privacy, in your own home, and basically in no time. So, okay, I wanted to ask you something about the National Geographic that was just out, and I don't know if you saw it, but I know you know about the research it talked about. So they have the National Geographic has this huge thing on the foxes in Russia and how they've tried to see tameness and feralness or wildness, viciousness, aggressiveness. They created two pools of foxes, breeding and breeding for these traits, trying to get the most tame fox and the most vicious fox all the time. And one thing from the research that I found really surprising, and I guess you wouldn't from what you just said with your top three, but it really surprised me, was they took a kit, a baby, a puppy, from a very aggressive fox, one of the most aggressive, And they tricked it into thinking its mom was one of the sweetest ones, one of the really, really tame ones, and yet it made no difference. The thing was as aggressive and vicious as you can imagine. It never took to any of the things the mom was trying to teach it about trusting humans. So I hear what you're saying about the nature nurture, but usually I just assume once I'm called to come train a puppy, I mean, that's the puppy they've got. I don't really get to influence their choice. But if the puppy is skittish or is fearful or is a little on the aggressive side, we can still train them, can't we, Vladdy? Yes, we still can train. Any dog can be trained. It's, it all depends to what level. It's think, people thinking about it's like investing money in uploaded fund. You will spend some time and money to get to the ground, to, to the ground zero before you get any benefits. I can turn the dog, every dog around, and you, I'm sure you can do it too. It's all about to what level. Now, when I'm talking about people have got what they've got, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with you. The only reason I'm trying to get my point across, mm-hmm. so the people, when they get the new puppy or the people who are on the market for the puppy or wanted to get their, I always encourage get from the shelters dogs, from so many dogs around nowadays in such economy, people dropping off dogs, not just because they're bad, just because they- Oh they, no, they, there's they, even, they yeah, people are homeless. They have no choice. Exactly. And there's red dogs available that are exactly. really good. Exactly. But, but you're right. You've got to know what you've got. If you've got a terrier and you're saying, oh, why won't this dog sit still? Why won't it just chill out and relax like my old golden retriever? Well, because yeah. it's a terrier. You know, <laughs> you kind of got to know what you've got. You just got so, such an important thing. And I think we're going to finish on that. There is the three breeds, which the Vladi never recommends to get for. Oh, no, no. We can't finish on a negative. No way. We won't finish on that. One more thought after that. Go ahead, though, Vladi. And then we'll. One more thing after Three breeds which you should never own uh, until you have a special needs as far as for the family pets. Number one, Akita. Number two, Sharpei. Number three, Chow Chow. Those among trainers, we call them big three. The one, you know two, what? I'm, for a change, I'm not disagreeing with you. Absolutely. You've got to have a real special place to have those dogs. Exactly. Sharpies are aloof. People call me all the time, why won't he cuddle with me? Because he's a Sharpay. He's yeah. not going to cuddle with you. He's going to cuddle with his other Sharpay mate and not you. But let yeah. me tell you something. Just a few days ago, there is also except exception of the rules. I mean, there is all exception. I'm pretty sure the people who are listening to us right now, I don't want them to be Yeah, offended. you're going to get pictures of chows with kids and cats and yeah. in on mass. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure there are some nice, you know, Akitas and nice chows or Sharpies. I just didn't meet any of I them. I met one. I met one female Akita named Skita who was really nice. And you know what? I just, happy <laughs> Akita just few weeks ago amazing akita and guess what that was japanese family and they exported that akita white you you will love that akita white with the blue eyes akita they, one black spot on the head that akita was exported from japan if i could kiss that breeder honest to god i would uh, yeah, 
at three and a half months, that Akita puppy, I taught that Akita in one lesson how to greet the people on the street, sit, stay politely, walking without pulling under any circumstances, sit and sit, stay to the point you can run around, toss the ball, the dog will not move. On first lesson, at this age, at this age, forget it. Amazing. I haven't, I, I met one nice chow, but the only reason that became nice because I exercised the evil out of that chow yes. at the age of two and a half months. I, I knew a couple of chows who actually lived at an old age home and they were nice. They greeted everybody who came, even dogs. I, I was surprised. They were really old when I met them, but really friendly, you know, really, <laughs> really surprising. But, but like you say, we can point to them on one hand out of all these hundreds of dogs we've met. I want to ask you something. On April Fool's, Ikea did an advertisement. It was a joke, and it was on TV. But at first, I saw it on April 2nd, so I didn't realize it was a joke. And I was standing there thinking it was real, and I was shaking my head thinking, oh, no. Okay, tell me, do you think the majority of the people you go to have dogs who beg at the table and do bad things at the table? This thing Ikea was talking about was called the hint stool. And it's basically like, exactly like, a high chair for a baby, except it has a ramp for the dog or cat to walk up and a hole for their tail, and it's designed so your dog or cat can join you at the table. <gasps> oh, no, I thought. I thought it was real. What do you think about the hint stool? I sure hope they don't market it. I think people will be buying it like crazy. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It was, it was very funny and very hilarious, you know. Do you uh, think people will buy it if they did it? I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. Oh, I think they no. will. Also, that even harder. It is. <laughs> it <will be. laughs> Deborah, what is your opinion about don't buy the little dogs for the little kids? Oh, I agree with that. And also, you know, when you have little kids and puppies, it's okay for the kids to hold the puppy, but the kid should be sitting on the ground. Even if the kid is eight or nine or ten and the puppy's really small, if the puppy accidentally piddles or scratches the child, the child's going to drop it and the puppy can break a leg. So you want the kids on the ground. But generally speaking, I mean, it does depend on the breed. There's a few exceptions like beagles and bassets who are actually quite good with kids. But generally speaking, tiny, tiny, tiny dogs are really breakable. And kids by accident hurt them so it's really not a good mix you, you're better off with something more sturdy if you've got little ones yeah and what breeds we would recommend for the kids uh, for the people with the little kids well first of all a lot of the mutts are good but corgis bassets beagles if you want to be small um, and, and then any of the medium and large dogs that are retrievers, any of the uh, spaniels and goldens yeah. and Portuguese water dogs anybody with a soft mouth and go in nature I just would love to add one, which is extremely okay. good. Boxers. Oh, I love boxers. I love boxers, them too. They're, they're like the class clowns. They are yeah. jokes <laughs> on their people. And they're, they're just so funny. Yeah, boxers yeah. are great. And uh, Bull Mastiff. American Bull Mastiff is a good, good dog for the kids. Very nice dog for children. Yeah. yeah we had one uh, here defend kids from a bear. And, you know, it got wounded. Got seriously wounded, but survived. But chase the bear off the children it wasn't even its children it was children down the street yeah i believe it i believe it and um, um regarding the small small breeds um you know i always never advise the people get lasso apso for me it's one of the worst of course i'm not talking about chihuahua too but lasso apso i like maltese out of those. I don't like Shih Tzu too much. Last ups would never recommend, but I love Maltese. What do you think? Well, you know what? Darlene Arden, uh, the author of Small Dogs, Big Hearts, she came on the show once and she had me just cracking up and I was laughing, I guess, at her expense. It wasn't so nice, but she just, she kept telling me that Lassa Apsos are the guard dogs of the little dogs. And I was like, my co-host said things like, what do they guard? Barbie's palace? You know, I mean, we just couldn't get our head around the idea of a Lassa Apso being a guard dog. But she says that's what they were for. They, they hit up the robes of royalty and they would attack people. And so they, they're definitely not your happy-go-lucky, easy-going sweetie pie like the Shih Tzu is supposed to be. But, um, but I, I don't know. I don't want to badmouth any breed. I think if you love your breed, you can work with it. If you've got a dog that isn't quite what you want, you can work with it. And if you're at the outset and you're picking a dog, well, then go for personality. 
don't go for something like, oh, it has freckles or it has blue eyes or I really like its coat. You know, go for a dog. You really, if you get a chance and you go to a shelter, take it for a walk. Make sure you really want to keep walking. If you feel like taking it back, it's not the right dog for you. Make sure it listens to you and you feel comfortable with it and that you're willing to exercise it as much as it needs, that you're not allergic to it. You know, really check it out. That's the kind of thing that matters because you're going to own them for 10, 15 years. You want to make sure it's a good match. Wouldn't you say, Vladdy? Yes, I love those things. And I, and I believe, um, you know, almost every breed can be uh, nicely trained if you do it in the right things in the right time, especially from the puppy. Like I said before, I even was able to turn <laughs> Chow Chow into the Labrador Retrievers. I really nice. did. Yeah, but you have to have uh, some talented p- people working for with you and for you, uh, no matter what dog you have. But of course, when you're getting the challenging breeds, again, again, it's not about bad, bad mouthing. It's just our experience. You know, um, I don't like to be politically correct uh, person. People, you know, I understand sometimes when I say make the, make the people laugh, make the people mad and things like this. But also people love me because I'm like a dog. If I like something, I lick. If I don't, I bite. I tell the truth. <laughs> As it is, you like it or not. So yes, uh, there is a challenging breeds like old terriers. Uh, like uh, it doesn't mean they're bad because terriers was designed to fulfill such needs. And for that, oh, and they're very uh, clever. You can get them to learn tricks very, very fast. They're lovely dogs for certain people. People who want a dog who really reacts and communicates and learns lots of tricks and is always kind of sprightly. A dog who doesn't need a ton of exercise but is willing to go walking with you every day, no matter what the weather. Terriers can be very perky and happy and they can be great companions. So, Vladdy... Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Good dog, see? Now you sound like we've been sleeping together. You better be careful. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, know, I, know you, I know you're dreaming about that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I dream about cats. I've got cats all around me at night. Somehow I think... That's almost like hanging garlic against the vampire. Putting cats in my bed would keep you out. So the cats are there to stay, Laddie. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you so much for coming Thank to the you. party at Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. Thanks, Laddie. Thank you, babe. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>